Welcome to season two of Tile Trends by Tile Club. We're back with a fresh new season and I'm your host, Lindsay Flukiger. Get ready for an exhilarating journey through all things tile, real estate, and home design. We're ecstatic to bring you all new special guests and a fresh perspective on the latest trends. Today, we're kicking off with none other than Russ Sadikov, a renowned realtor and CEO celebrated for his unparalleled expertise in the Silicon Valley real estate market. Let's dive in. Russ, it is so wonderful to have you with us today on the show. How are you? It is wonderful to be here, Lindsay. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about your agency, where we can find you? We want to make sure that we're sending listeners your way who may be local to California or even to Silicon Valley. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question. Um, So Team Rust Holmes is the name of our team. There are three active agents on the team, myself, Ronnie Cope, and Jessica Alves. We all have our unique talents and we are all of very unique character. Um, myself, I am very analytical. I like to really dig deep into the numbers. So I tend to work with a lot of investors. I also tend to work with a lot of sellers. Ronnie is a very relatable person. He's the kind of person that you can really tell all of your needs and rest assured that he's going to execute on them. So when we're talking about buying a home or selling a home, Ronnie is the person out there in the field showing homes, telling you about the pros and cons of every property. Ronnie also comes with experience in the construction. So when we were talking about floor plans and we're talking about doing certain changes or maybe adding a backsplash or installing that beautiful tile, Ronnie would be the person to talk to. Uh, And Jessica on our team, she's just full of energy. She is extremely, extremely willing to help. And she's super knowledgeable in the Silicon Valley market. And she works with, she's originally from the Central Valley. And we're now seeing the Central Valley growing significantly because of its attractive price points. So Jessica would be your go-to for Central Valley needs as well as Silicon Valley needs as she's knowledgeable in both. Um, so we're seeing her help a lot of investors and a lot of first-time home buyers purchasing homes, purchase in areas in Central Valley like Tracy, Modesto, Turlock, Merced. And like I said, those areas are growing tremendously right now. I'm super humbled to be the CEO and the team lead um, with over a decade in real estate experience. We are operating under the umbrella of Coldwell Banker. So in addition to being a broker of, uh, of a team, we also have that backing of a, of a very well-known and a very long-standing and a trustworthy corporation that has the legal team behind it and that has the, the transaction coordination team behind it and make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Um, so we welcome um, anyone who is looking to buy or sell um, and welcome answering any questions you may have about the real estate market. Fantastic. We will definitely include links to your social, to your website, um, any information that you think would be pertinent for our listeners that would like to get in touch. We would love to hear more about you and how real estate has become a passion for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I entered the real estate industry during a really challenging time, right? It was the aftermath of the subprime mortgage crisis and uh, many realtors were leaving the market 
uh, which was flooded with bank-owned and distressed properties. This was 2010. Uh, it was precisely during this period that my passion for real estate really ignited due to a personal story that I may share later. I saw, I really saw beyond those challenges. I saw the opportunity to be part of people's lives during this, you know, during this significant moment of, of their real estate journey. And that's when I realized real estate is more than just a transaction. It's, it's being there for people's weddings, for, you know, helping families find their perfect home for their growing needs and supporting my clients through job changes. And so I found a deep sense of purpose in guiding individuals and families through these transformative moments. And I feel truly humbled to be part of my clients' lives during these critical transitions. Thank you so much for sharing that. It is for sure a very personal journey. And I love that you've been able to develop a passion and love for your clients and helping them find their forever home. So Russ, you've built a remarkable career since 2010, helping countless clients navigate the real estate world. We would love to jump into some essential questions for our listeners, especially those looking to buy or sell homes. So for first-time home buyers, what are the top three factors they should consider when searching for their ideal home? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, for first-time home buyers, everything starts with location and you want to find out where you want to live first because real estate journey starts with your lifestyle. And once you determine your location, you want to determine your price range and connect with the real estate lender who can get you a pre-approval so that you're not looking for homes above or below your ideal price range. And, and finally, you want to consider your growing needs. Uh, real estate is not a, a one-month or even a one-year endeavor. Real estate, for most people, is a seven- to ten-year endeavor. So you want to look long-term. You want to kind of envision what your family is going to look like in seven to ten years. Are you anticipating family growth? Are you anticipating any job changes? Those kind of things. So uh, looking into the future and making sure that your home accommodates those future needs as well. Wonderful insight. In a competitive market like Silicon Valley, where you are located, what strategies do you recommend for buyers to make their offers stand out? Uh, another great question. You know, it's so competitive in Silicon Valley, and buyers often struggle with the ups and downs of emotional roller coasters of submitting their offer and not knowing whether their offer gets accepted or not due to such a such a competitive market. Um, so there's a few things that you can make your offer stand out. First of all, you got to get your financing in order, just like we talked earlier. Uh, get together with your lender. Make sure that your full your loan is fully underwritten. Uh, we also work with a few vendors that help our clients get a pre-approval with a, a cash-like offer. Um, so the stronger your financing looks on the offer, the stronger your chances of getting your offer accepted. Secondly, you want to make other offers, uh, offer terms stand out. Check with the seller's agent and find out what are other things that are important to the seller. Maybe the seller needs a rent back. Uh, make sure to incorporate a rent back into your offer. Maybe the seller wants to take the appliances with them. Sometimes it comes down to little things like that. You won't believe it. Uh, and and making sure that you take those things into consideration and, and lay them all out very clearly into the offer goes a long way in making your offer stand out. And we've seen a lot of times our offers get accepted even though they're not the highest offers in terms of price. Wow, Russ, that's all great information. Thank you for that insight. Shifting to sellers, what are some common mistakes homeowners make when putting their house on the market and how can they avoid them? 
Um, so there are a couple of things that sellers can do. Um, while simple things, a lot of times they do get overlooked. And the first thing is overpricing. No matter how great the market is, you never want to overprice your home uh, because everybody has access to the data nowadays. And and buyers can do the research and figure out whether your home is priced competitively or if it's overpriced. And even in a competitive market that we have, uh, like today in Silicon Valley, if your home is overpriced, it can actually sit on the market without getting an offer. So overpricing is definitely one of those pitfalls you want to avoid. Secondly, presenting your home. Once you've priced your home competitively, the presentation matters a lot. Uh, you know, I used to say 99% of home buyers start their home search on the internet. Well, I think that percentage is 100% now. Everybody starts their home search online. So how your home is presented plays a crucial role, whether that buyer is going to show up at the open house or set a private showing. So making sure that you declutter your home, remove your personal items, and make your home as neutral as possible. And furthermore, work with an agent that provides services and works with a professional stager and get your home fully staged uh, as staged homes sell a lot faster and for more. It's amazing how much technology has changed the market in ways. Um, so it's, it's fun to hear uh, your perspective on that. You know that our podcast is Tile Trends by Tile Club. So how crucial is the choice of tiles and other building materials and in influencing a buyer's decision? I actually have a very interesting story about that. We just recently had a buyer that was touring new construction um, in a nearby development, and they were touring exact same model in different locations. So two different homes, exact same model. The differences were the finishes. And you know, when you when you brought up the question of tile and wall coverings, it's it's such an important factor when um, when selecting a home for buyers we found in Silicon Valley. And the first home that the buyer toured had that standard four-inch countertop backsplash extension, which looked nice. And, you know, buyers definitely liked the location and they, they liked the, the development. And they weren't really excited about the finishes, but they liked all the other factors about the home. Now, fast forward uh, uh, 10 minutes, they walk into the second model, and the second model has a full wall backsplash, hexagon, white backsplash, nicely tiled all the way up to the stainless steel vent hood. And it was like looking at a completely different home. The buyer got so giddy and so excited that you could see the spark in their eyes. And the smile was ear, you know, ear to ear, and they were... You could see how they were envisioning themselves living in the home and opening up their laptop on the big island and enjoying that that vibe that the kitchen provided. So I would say that uh, definitely the finishes do matter and tile is a big part of that because you know tile is such a big part of so many finishes. You put tile on the floors, uh, you put tiles on walls on, and you're. Uh, shower enclosures in your kitchens and your on your backsplashes and you could do so many different designs with tile um, so the more well designed home is the the more chances that the home will sell and it'll sell quicker and for more so in the case for our buyer they actually ended up pulling the trigger on the second property and they ended up paying tens of thousands of more for the second home 
because of those finishes and they were happy to do it. That's incredible. How crucial is it to keep tile choices, wall coverings or paint neutral? It, it's, it's very important to keep things neutral. You know, neutrality is, is what we usually go for when we present a home. Because neutrality is, is kind of like a blank canvas. And, and that's ultimately what you, a home should present to a buyer. Because every buyer has a certain picture in their mind of what their home is going to look like. Because they have their own furniture. They have their own colors that they that they like to, have, to be surrounded by. So having neutrality. Neutrality is something that we work really, really hard on with our with our designer and our stager that that helps us prepare all of our homes for sale. And but that doesn't mean that neutrality is simple. Neutrality actually takes a lot of uh, thought and work behind it. Uh, there are certain colors that work well together, and there are certain colors that don't. So. Creating neutrality is, 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 is really crafting that special blend of colors that the buyer can then take and bring their own design on, on top of that and layer it to, to really create their own space. Mm, fantastic. Growing up, my mother kept all of our walls white. We could not paint the walls. She would not let us like customize our room or things like that. And she's like, no, when we sell this house it's got to be white so that a buyer will walk in and just be excited. So for 10 years, we lived in this home and she was right. The week it was put on the market, <laughs> that was one of the first things that everyone that put in an offer, they're like, we just love it. It's this blank canvas. So uh, to our dismay, she was yeah. right. On that note, um, I would love to move on to talking about staging. You mentioned that homes that are staged tend to sell faster and better than homes that are not. Do you have any quick, effective staging tips for our listeners today? You know, I, I wish I could call myself a staging pro, and I'm not. I, I really focus on what I do best, which is helping our clients get the best of every service possible. And that's why we work with the best in the industry when it comes to design and staging. And we've worked with Melanie at iDesign Staging for over a decade now. And she's absolutely fantastic. We have her involved in every single one of our projects. And I do believe that, you know, leaving things to professionals is really the best service you can do for your client. And, and therefore, we have a partnership with our staging company and and have them look at every single project before we begin, get uh, a detailed list of improvements. And those improvements a lot of times include, like you said, like paint. Uh, if a client has a green wall with an electric uh, yellow subtones to it, you know, you definitely want to correct that simple um, yet very effective uh, upgrades uh, go a long way in helping our clients get top dollar and, and also sell the property in a faster time. So as far as layout and interior design, are there any potential red flags before putting their home on a market? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, certainly things need to flow and, and the buyers are going to pay attention to that. And if your home has flow, it's it's also going to be easier for our designer to design a home and make make all the furniture really just fit in perfectly. But you know there are times when the home doesn't flow. Um, maybe there was a 
wall partition at some point that was useful for for that particular seller's lifestyle, but it's not necessarily going to be useful for the sale of the property. So uh, making things as open as possible, I think, is the trend nowadays. Um, Big open spaces, buyers love that. Um, and and creating that flow is what the sellers should focus on. So t- looking at certain maybe non, uh, non-weight-bearing walls that could be removed and creating that open flow, such as uh, maybe opening up a wall between a kitchen and a living room. It's such a simple upgrade. It wouldn't cost much, but it would create that openness. It would create that flow between the kitchen and the living room and create one big working uh, living space is is going to go a long, long way in helping sellers uh, fetch fetch the best buyer for the property. And yeah. there's sometimes there are some some walls that cannot be removed, right? So you want to keep an eye out for that, and and you want to be you want to educate yourself maybe just a little bit, read about weight bearing walls, and see where the weight bearing walls are typically located in the home. Because sometimes buyers come in and they ask me, "Hey, can I remove this wall?" And sometimes you can't because that that wall is actually bearing the weight of the ceiling and the roof above it. Um, so you want to be cognizant of that and maybe before pulling the trigger on the property and making an offer, maybe bring in a contractor or an architect to doing an open house. It's always handy to have a, to have a friend who's a contractor or have a realtor that can help you bring a contractor and take a look at the property before you make an offer. So for both buyers and sellers, how critical is it to understand the local real estate market and how would you recommend they stay informed? Local real estate market is 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 extremely important to understand. And and when I say local, I I don't just mean county or city that you live you live in. Sometimes it comes down to literally the street that you live on. It can vary from on, on that much granularity. Um, so understanding the the dynamics of that particular neighborhood is extremely important when you're making an offer. Because like we talked earlier, when you're buying a home, you're not buying a, a one-month or a one-month experience. You're buying a seven- to ten-year experience. Statistically, you, you want to find out who your neighbors are. You want to find out what are the you know certain... Uh, traditions of that particular neighborhood. Uh, a lot of times when I talk to the neighbors, they'll tell me everything. They'll tell me, oh, yeah, oh, my God, during um, during Halloween, we block out the street and we do this little mini festival and we have this tradition of doing marshmallows in, 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 in November. Uh, so it's great to know these little tidbits about the the neighborhood and, and and understand them before you move in and know who your neighbors are because ultimately you will be sharing your experience with them and um, and sometimes that can go that can work the opposite way too you know sometimes you have some negative things that you want to find out maybe there's a neighbor that constantly leaves their a big truck on a parking spot that makes it difficult for you to get in a driveway. Um, maybe there's a neighbor that um, that doesn't like to to brush uh, to, to to cut their brush back um, when it needs to, and you end up doing it on on their behalf. So, 
those are the kind of things you want to find out and talk to the neighbors. I always encourage my clients to go talk to the neighbors and find out what is the neighborhood like. Um, so on a, on a very micro level, I know we went really micro on this question, but I do believe that ultimately it is those things, even though they're micro, they're going to make macro impact on your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I love that you zoomed in on that. That was a really great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share some current insights into the trends in Silicon Valley's real estate market and how they compare to the national trends that we're seeing right now? Um, you know, there's different kinds of trends um, to that we can talk about. You know, there's financial trends, there's style trends. Uh, um, I can cover a little bit of both. You know, for style trends, I think we talked at length already about how Silicon Valley buyers prefer homes that are ready to move in. Uh, things is, are just such fast pace here in Silicon Valley that buyers are willing to pay tens of thousands, sometimes even hundreds of thousands of more, just to buy a home that's turnkey and they don't have to worry about any improvements in the future. So that's definitely a, a trend that we've been seeing for a long time in Silicon Valley. And I think it's here to stay um, as things are not getting any slower here here in our area. Um, In terms of financial trends, you know, we're seeing uh, right now we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking in January of 2024, we've had a big run up in interest rates since last year and things have just completely changed the landscape and it, it really cramped down on the inventory um, a lot of homes are off market and sellers are reluctant to selling their homes because they're locked into low interest rates. They they have a mortgage with a 3% rate. And for them to sell a home means giving up that sweet 3% rate and moving on to a 6 to 7% rate. And sellers just simply are simply reluctant to do that. Um, and that, I think, compares and, and fits uh, really perfectly into a national trend which is experiencing the same thing and it's it's causing a nationwide squeeze in the inventory um it's ultimately of course as all things is going to uh, go away uh, uh, but how long that takes is is really a, a big question that i think a lot of people are struggling with finding out if you're a buyer in today's market you know i think it's it shouldn't prevent you from buying a home it buying a home it shouldn't be shouldn't be solely a financial decision buying a home should be a decision of lifestyle and it should be a decision of where you see yourself for the next you know we, I, I can i keep on reminding about the seven to ten year period it should be a, a question of where do i see myself for the next seven to ten years and rates are just one part of the equation there are so many other factors and Silicon Valley real estate is not getting any less expensive. So the sooner you get in, I think that the better it is going to be for a buyer in today's market over the next seven to 10 years. What's your one piece of advice for anyone looking to navigate the real estate market successfully? The biggest piece of advice is talk to a real estate agent first. It costs absolutely nothing. Um, We provide free consultations to all of our prospective clients um, and repeat clients as well, because we love educating uh, uh, our clients about real estate. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm having such a great time answering your questions today. It's, it's really a, a subject that's very passionate to myself and everyone on our team. So the biggest piece of advice is talk to a real estate agent, understand the ins and outs of real estate um, before you go to the next step. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your wealth of knowledge. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for all the great questions. And it was my pleasure. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow Russ for more expert real estate advice and join us next time on the Tile Trends by Tile Club podcast. Mm-hmm.